Well, hello, my friends, and good Tuesday morning to you. Thank you so much for stopping by and spending a little bit of time with us today. My name is Roger. Behind the scenes is my wife, Angie, and together we are the Barnabas Bridge. You know, when I was growing up, and I'm sure it is for some of you as well, we had uh, three channels on our TV. And so if you wanted to catch the news, you had to be in front of the TV at 6 and 10. We didn't have even recorders in those days. We had three channels. You had to be there at a specific time. And if you weren't, you missed out. You'd finish the day without the world events and you'd go to bed. And I think sometimes with more peace. But you know as well as I do that things have changed really dramatically over the last few decades. And now we have a 24-7 news onslaught, really. And it's not just on your TV, and it's not just recorded, but it's every device, everywhere you go, everywhere you turn is constant information from the world. And this news cycle that they want to promote all the time, you know, it, it might be different. It was always a little good news here and there, but it really doesn't seem that way. It seems like it's, uh, the, the headlines are all about the troubles and the turmoil and the things that cause anxiousness in the lives of people. And unfortunately, we tend to start feeding off that diet and we keep going back and we keep going back. And, you know, it, it doesn't take a psychologist to figure this out that the more we look at that stuff, uh, as we are in this day, because we're exposed to it so much, the more we look at it, the greater the opportunity that we're going to have anxiety and anxiousness in our life. And so for me sometimes, and well, I guess a lot of times anymore, I try to look away because I need shelter from the storm. I, I need to find a place where I don't see that stuff or hear that stuff or concentrate on that stuff. Not that I am, uh, have my head stuck in the stand and I don't want to hear it. I just want to go there maybe at 6 or 10 on certain days and catch the news and then walk away because I want to sleep in peace. Yesterday, uh, we started a, a week series as we always do here. And the, the uh, statement is, he said, come to me. Now, that's Jesus Christ, obviously. We, we cited a scripture. Out, we started with John chapter 10. We cited a scripture out of there where Jesus is calling himself the good shepherd. And the sheep hear my voice, and the sheep come to me. But he also speaks about the, the other side of that, the voice of, of the thief, the, the one that tries to um, coerce us into not going that way, not believing in the power of Jesus, but instead staring at the mess and listening to that um, onslaught of uh, trouble. The thing that causes us anxiousness, that keeps us... Uh, on shifting sand. The thing that keeps us from really living the full life that Jesus talked about in that passage. Isn't that something? If we allow the thief louder, longer coverage in our life, that takes away from the truth of the Good Shepherd. The voice that he speaks, the power that he has, is drowned out by the cares and then the anxiety, and the thief is pleased. Jesus speaks to this, I think, in Matthew chapter 7, and it's a scripture I want to share with you today. It goes like this, in verse 24, Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. We've got to stop there, don't we? First of all, do we hear his words? Second of all, do we put them into practice? 
People who do are like wise men who built their house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. Tuning into the voice of Jesus and putting his promises into practice into our life gives us the firm foundation in the storms. Verse 26, But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The foolish man who listens to the cares of the world in a, uh, abundance. There's not a joy to be found there. There's not peace there because, to be found because there is no peace in this world. There is no peace apart from Christ. On verse 27, it says, The man who continues to stare at that, to live in that, to absorb that information, the rain is coming down, the streams are rising, and the winds are blowing, and they're beating against the house. And because of that, there is a, the house falls with the great crash. I don't know about you, but I think uh, instead of tuning into those that news programs nonstop, we better just tune into the old hymns sometimes, right? On Christ the solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. I know that I'm preaching to the choir here because nobody wants anxiousness in their life. Nobody wants to hear all that bad news. But sometimes I think we get tricked into it. I think we get into the uh, um, pattern, really, of looking at it and saying, oh my gosh. But friends, I think in the scriptures, God is saying, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't look there. Don't look there. There's no need. Look at the cross and find peace. First Peter 5, 7 says a great thing, and it says it like this, cast all of your cares on him because he cares for you. You see, I think that that might be the disconnect then. If we're, we're looking at this idea that Jesus stands at the door and he says, come to me. But yet here we are as a bunch of believers, a bunch of redeemed people, people who have been saved by the, the blood of the cross of Jesus Christ. And we're, in, we're living in a world that, that is apart from all that and therefore is sinking in the sifting, shifting sand. So I guess the question I have for myself and for you as well is why do we go there? If the promise is that we can cast all of our cares on him, because he cares for this, there has to be just two simple questions. And do you believe that he cares for you? Do you believe that? And if so, I mean, I should say if not, then, then, then why is that? And really, the, we could say that, yes, I do believe in that. But the reality of the matter is, if we believe that, then our eyes will not be torn away by the nightly news, or I should say the 10.30 news, or the one o'clock news, or the news that is always coming in. Because our eyes are fixed on Jesus Christ, the author and the perfecter of all of life. If you do believe in him, then why not today? Why not today step away from the TV Step into the scriptures. Step into prayer. Step into conversation with other people who are just like you and me, who are fellow strugglers in this world. 
We go about our business, but we need each other to remind each other that we have a good king, a good savior, an advocate, the prince of peace, the author of life. And he is saying, come to me. My, my prayer this week is for you folks that as you do go about in this day, the, the times when you hear a voice saying, look over here. Uh, there's an Old Testament scripture that says, don't look to the left, don't look to the right, but keep going straight towards him who stands at the gate and calls us. Take care, my friends. Let's say a prayer. And we'll head out there and we'll just tune our ears to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd. Dear Lord in heaven, I just pray again, as I did yesterday, that you speak in such a loud voice this week to me and to Angie and to all of our friends who are tuning in right now. Speak in a loud and clear voice, God, that even us who are sometimes um, putting the nightly news on it almost as earmuffs, it drowns you out, God, but don't let that happen this week. You, you are the one with the power. You just um, organize the, our thoughts, organize our uh, spiritual heart. Allow us to be uh, receptive to your word and your directions. Keep us from looking where we shouldn't look. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And God, we ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to be strong as we do. Amen. Folks, take care. And God willing, we'll see you tomorrow on Wednesday. Bye.